Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to A Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today I am flying solo. Why is that? Because Axom's contributors do go to the games and uh, many of them are on their way to Spain and unfortunately that means, unfortunately for some, that means that it's just me. Uh, The most unfortunate thing is that my face is much bigger when I'm on my own on the stream. But you know what? The fortunate thing is I can speak to you guys a wee bit more because from time to time it's always great to get more and more of the comments up on the screen. What we're going to be talking about today, I'll run through the uh, the list of discussion points. You can tell me your thoughts and we'll bring you in as much as possible. Um, and all I'll need is about a gallon of juice just to get me through this. 
Brilliant. Kyogo back on the score sheet. Are we too quick to write off some of our top players? Greg Taylor on the score sheet and with another assist. Is he the most improved player under Ange Postacoglu? Let me know your thoughts in the comments section. Wherever you're watching, you could be watching this on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube or even Twitch. Um, Carter Vickers and Yentz. Um, interesting battle between Carter Vickers and Nubly at the weekend. Are you happy going into the Bernabeu with these two guys as your central defensive partnership? Let me know your thoughts. And how do they fare uh, when you compare them with Carter Vickers and Starfelt? How's that going to fare when Starfelt's back? Um, Haksabanovic seen plenty of the ball at the weekend. What does he need to do um, to improve his game. He doesn't look as though he's quite there yet. He looks as though he's got all the attributes to be a top, top player for Celtic. What does he need to add to his game to make him a top, top player? Let me know your thoughts on that. Matt O'Reilly, um, still looking impressive in the absence of Callum McGregor. Uh, on a Monday, I'm normally joined by Colin Watt. Colin is probably on a tram or a boat or a plane or a car, a taxi, something, on his way, a pedal cycle, on his way to the Bernabeu. And he disagrees with me about O'Reilly. I think O'Reilly has been outstanding in Callum McGregor's absence. Let me know your thoughts on that one. Yakamakis missed another penalty. One year to the day since he missed one against Livingston before. Yes, I know that he scored penalties in the interim is he one of these players that doesn't perform well on plastic? Nothing to do with the, the penalty. I thought he was murdered at the weekend. <laughs> and uh, the last time I remember saying that was against Alawa. Is he one of these guys that doesn't fancy the plastic pitches? Um, would you keep him on the penalties if uh, Juranovic isn't playing? What do you do with a player like that? Do you just keep him on the penalties? Get him to work through it? Let me know your thoughts. Jota came back with a bang. Um, looking absolutely tremendous. Gets his goal. Does he start in the Bernabeu? Is that a daft question? Who was the wee lady that he ran up to after scoring his goal? Um, there was just a look of love in her eyes. Uh, Yuki Kobayashi. Uh, we have to very quickly get our heads and our tongues around these new names coming in from Japan. Is he going to be the fifth Japanese arrival under Ange Postacoglu, is he the next piece of Ange's Celtic jigsaw? We've been banging on about the need for another centre-and-a-half, and is it going to be Yuki? I want to have a wee chat as well um, about what's happening at Queen's Park. I mean, they've just announced yet another appointment. Uh, it seems like something of a revolution around at Queen's Park. Tommy McIntyre has been um, given the job um, of youth development, head of youth development, which I think is a fantastic move. It's a shrewd move by Queen's Park. What is going down at Queen's Park? Um, how far can they take it? I mean, there was one point the other night where they were 2-1 up against Dundee. They were sitting top of the league, top of the championship. Now, I know last season there was a quite incredible season by Arbroath who are now languishing in the bottom two. Um, I don't think that's what's happening at Queen's Park. I don't think it's a flash in the pan. They've had two um, consecutive promotions. They're going for a third. What's your thoughts on that? What, what's your thoughts on the move uh, by Tommy McIntyre to Queen's Park? And what is your what are your thoughts, rather, on Celtic's youth development? We keep hearing about it. We bang on about it quite a bit on Axel and Ben Doak is tearing it up at, at Liverpool um, at the moment. There are others to follow. What can we do to keep and develop the likes of Rocco Vata at the club? Let me know your thoughts. The Foundation have donated 400 grand 
to aid those in fuel crisis across Scotland. Um, just a phenomenal gesture by the Foundation uh, who do some incredible work, incredible charitable work. Give me your thoughts on that um, and other other kind of, um, you know, groups of people who could benefit this Christmas because obviously um, Axon will have our fundraiser, as always, our charity weekender, with the main focus being on a charity single that we've had recorded by The Wakes. I'm not able to play it yet because we don't have the final mix. We do have a very, very good mix. It's not the final mix. But as soon as we do that and we have the promotional video, we'll be obviously sharing it with you. And uh, in the charity weekender, we'll be promoting that single uh, throughout 24 hours of streaming so that you can download it and hopefully get it in the charts. You imagine that, going head-to-head with some of the big guns. Uh, we've got a game coming up against Real Madrid. We might cover that. What's your thoughts on it? Um, are we able to, to dream? Do we dare to dream that we could get a result against Real Madrid away from home? Why not? Um, Lee Griffiths is back in the news. I touched on this over the weekend. Um, he's going to be doing an in-depth sit-down interview with the BBC. Jonathan Sutherland tweeted about it today. Lee Griffiths is sitting in his back garden looking a wee bit sombre. Um, he must be feeling a wee bit unwanted at this moment in time. He has been training with Livy. Um, what level can he play at? That's my question. Has he been too long out of the game? to come back and play at a top level. Where does, uh, what does the future hold for Lee Griffiths? Why are we talking about him? Well, he's an ex-Celtic player. The last time he performed really well or scored any kind of goals was at Celtic. Um, and we want to talk about him. What, what's your thoughts on Lee Griffiths? And finally, there was a fantastic video released by Sky Sports uh, with Cameron Carter-Vickers and it was all around Black History Month. Um and, and I mean, they absolutely nailed it. You've got to say Gil Scott Herring is the soundtrack to this particular video with Cameron Carter-Vickers, who talks about Gil Scott Herring's dad, Gilbert, who played for Celtic famously, first black player to play for the club. And, you know, just watch the video. It's superb. I mean, we are quick to criticise uh, some of the big broadcasters when they get things wrong. This time round, they got it absolutely spot on. Gil Scott Heron's on the front of my... He's on the bonnet of my car. Um, the revolution will not be televised, or the irony of that. Um, but basically, what he's talking about in that song is that the revolution is a state of mind. It's not something you're going to be told about on the news, is it? Um, and so that ties right in with what we do here at Celtic State of Mind. That's the discussion points. Let me know your thoughts and I will get as many of your comments up on the screen as possible. Probably going back to the old school when we used to do this a wee bit more often. Jungle Lion, there you are. Um, I hope you're doing well, pal. You're watching on YouTube. The hoodoo is over. The Rebels have won 100%. It is over. I mean, that was a very, very comfortable win at the Tony Macaroni. I asked Laura over the um, the match day coverage, I asked her about Lee Griffiths. We'll be talking about him a wee bit later on. And she made a comment about he's more likely to be seen in Tony Macaroni than playing at the Tony Macaroni Arena. I thought I was a wee bit unfair. I said so at the time. Um, why am I so keen to speak about him? I hate to see talent. I really do. I hate to see talent wasted or unfulfilled and uh, there's been many many players like that and we'll be having a wee discussion about Lee Griffiths um, later on in the show uh, Jungle Lion uh, you were quick off the mark with four comments before anybody else got a look in we still need another striker reckons Jungle Lion 
when you think Martin O'Neill had Larson, Sutton and Hartson. I was at the John Hartson uh, charity lunch on Friday. Uh, that's the second time in a row I've, I've gone to that. It's a fantastic endeavour, obviously, for the John Hartson Foundation. He raised um, something in the region of 40 grand plus uh, just on Friday. Uh, the big man has raised over a million quid since he set up his foundation 10 years ago. The, tra- the, the chat came from Jackie McNamara and Joe Ledley. There were a, quite a few other excels in the audience, pe- people like Peter Grant um, and Matt Wilson. There was quite a few excels there to support Big ha- John Hartson's foundation on the day. Compare was uh, Peter Martin. Uh, we had a bit of comedy chat from John Gagan as well. And Big Hartson spoke about this jungle line. He spoke about when he came to the club and the fact that we already had Henrik Larson, who appears in the uh, Sky Sports video as well, uh, and Chris Sutton. And Hartson complimented that fantastically well, didn't he? When you look at the, the amount of goals scored between those three players, all in the same squad. Um, Hartson, of course, joined a treble winning side. And I think that, that um, Hartson, sorry, Larson and, and Sutton had scored something like 66 goals between them this, the previous season. Um, and John Hartson came into that side. Took a wee while to get his uh, first goal. Took a while to establish himself. But once he did, it was a phenomenal part of the squad. And I maintain, when we look back on Seville, and I'm sure we'll be looking back on Seville a lot more next year when it's the 20th anniversary. How scary is that? 20th anniversary of the UEFA Cup final in 2003. When we look back on that, we ask all these questions around, you know, what if? There's always these what if moments. People talk about... Rab Douglas was there actually on Friday as well. People talk about Big Rab. Um, I've got a lot of time for Rab Douglas. Um, people talk about the Bobo Baldi sending off. But I think more more over than that, I think Big John Hartson was uh, the biggest loss to us that day. I really do. Um, some might say, I think John himself says that he might have struggled in the, in the climate. But um, I just think the big man being a part of that team on that particular day would have made a massive difference, uh, Jungle Lion. What's your thoughts on that? What was the biggest factor? People might just say, you know what, Porto were a better team than us. But as a Celtic fan who may never see another European final involving Celtic, I say may never because I'm a dreamer. Um, and I think that when Ange speaks, I dream even more about uh, these incredible moments. Um, I might never see another European final. So you look back on that. And you think to yourself, what what might have made a difference? Um, and I think big big Hartson, as much as the Bobo sending off, etc., and the fact that Porto were a fantastic side, uh, was one of the big reasons. The fact he wasn't playing that day was one of the main reasons we didn't win the game. Um, and I know that Lubo came out um, over the last year to say that uh, one of his biggest regrets is that he never stayed for another season. He thought he could have contributed something to the the game in Seville, Jungle Line. You're coming up quite a few times here, but it's not favouritism. I'll get to everybody else. I've got a whole hour to talk to you. So we can we can indulge in more than one comment from the same viewer. Uh, that pitch was woeful yesterday. Should do what the Dutch have done and banned all plastic pitches. I, I do agree with that. I really do. And I know that it's a big, massive talking point every time we play Livingston. You'll watch the pre-match press conference, just about all the, the questions that are asked by the pundits uh, are things like, how do you keep the motivation going um, when you go from 
Champions League to domestic. Another big question um, is that we have um, the plastic pitch to contend with and Ange has answered that question time and time again. I think the only real uh, solution to this is just get rid of them. They're absolutely uh, a nightmare. I've suggested that I think that plays a part in Yakimakis' performance. Um, And I think also Laura made a very good point over the weekend. She spoke about the fact that football is a spectator sport um, and more so than ever. And I don't just mean attendances. I know that there was a a, a real um, post-war boom in attendances and then... You know, there was a, a, a period of time where the attendances, you know, they, they plateaued and they started going down. I'm talking about Scottish football here. And it started going down, which was part of the reason, um, along with Celtic dominating Scottish football, that there was the introduction of the Premier League. Uh, I remember looking at some old newspaper articles around, you know, going from the, the, the old two divisions to the Premier League and talking about um, trying to maximise the, the game's appeal. Uh, a big part of that was the fact that attendances had started to dip. Um, and, you know, now the attendances, you look at Celtic, Celtic's attendances are stronger now than they have ever been uh, when, you, when you consider that when Fergus McCann took over the club and there'll be a big uh, anniversary coming up in 2024, crazily enough, um, the average attendances, you know, you got the big, you got the big attendances for games like Rangers um, and the European games, but when you look at those early nineties attendances, what were you getting against Dundee United, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, maybe thirty five, forty thousand, something like that. When you look back, and I know it wasn't as accurate as it is now, and a lot of the people in the stadium were not accounted for for various reasons, but we built a sixty thousand stadium uh, at that point when in actual fact our average attendances were maybe half of that. So the the visionary that was Fergus McCann was in full flow at that time. And I think that now it is a spectator sport and uh, not only in the terraces, but uh, on the TV. And if you want to sell Scottish football, you know, a big part of that is the aesthetic of it. And, and one of the things I hate is the sight of empty seats at football stadiums. Um, and because, I mean, what kind of advert is that? And the, the other thing I hate the look of is plastic pitches. So even just the aesthetics of it aren't right. If you want to sell the game, let's sell the game on a, on a grass pitch. Haksabanovic spoke about that. We'll be talking about Haksabanovic later on in the show. Um, there we go. Uh, Paddy, I've got to read through these. I've got terrible eyesight. There's the first thing. Uh, but I also need to make sure I can bring them up on the screen. Um, I've seen better fake grass in people's gardens. That's a big thing now, eh? I mean, back in my young... In my youth, uh, you played in the back garden and there was all grass uh, and you just basically cut it all up. But now people have got fake grass in their gardens. Why is it called AstroTurf? That's another thing. Um, I remember reading this. I think it was in Bobby Lennox's book. Uh, didn't you go to um, America to play for a wee while? Was it the Houston Hurricanes he played with? Something like that. Um, but one of the, the first artificial pitch in world football was the Astrodome. So there was actually um, a manufacturer of artificial surfaces called AstroTurf. And so we're going on about it being AstroTurf. There is only one. It's a bit like a Hoover, I guess. There is only one AstroTurf, and it was laid at the Astrodome, hence the name. Um, But yeah, the fake plastic pitches need to do one. We need to move on. There was a time not that long ago where we had... 
I think it was four teams, a quarter of the teams in the league had plastic pitches. Uh, you can then bring in, as well as the aesthetics, you can also bring in the fact that players are injured. I remember talking to uh, Dunfermline players. Um, you might recall that they probably lifted one of the best playing surfaces at Scotland in Scotland at the time and replaced it with a cheap artificial surface that was being punted by Jurgen Klinsmann and Ian Rush. They were two of the, the ambassadors who were who were punting these parks to uh, clubs all over Europe. And um, I spoke to a lot of Dunfermline players who played at that time and they absolutely hated it. Um, and a big part of that was the, the injury, the injuries that they sustained, but the long-term damage to their knees and their joints, their um, their hips, their ankles, etc. So there is long-term um, uh, recommendations for for playing on plastic pitches um, as well that we really need to take into uh, account. And uh, the urban culture reckons only in Subutio should we see the plastic pitches. Um, Subutio, of course, Urban Culture was the subject of that great song, All I Want for Christmas, is a Dukla Prague Awake It, which is now our logo, so we nicked that as well. Um, so, first up, Kyogo. Kyogo. I read something, uh, I think it was on our Facebook page, we've got a Facebook page as well, a group over there, there's got about 20,000 um, followers in the group, uh, can get a bit uh, hairy at times. Uh, by the way, afternoon all, Paddy Lavery. I'm looking forward to seeing you, Paddy, in January when you come over for the Axom uh, live event with Brian McClear. It is completely sold out, by the way. Uh, there's a link still under the video, just in case you want to be um, notified of any future events. So all you need to do is go on there. It looks as though it's sold out, but you can fire in your email address and I'll give you... Um, first opportunity to buy tickets for the February gig um, as yet unannounced. That's also going to be in Gracie's as well uh, in Glasgow. And then March, we're already in discussions with a special guest for March. February's has been confirmed. Um, but as I was saying, yeah, Sabutio, absolutely. Um, Urban Culture is Dylan Dreek, where you are. Keith Oakton, um, as always, is calling in from Plymouth. You're watching on the YouTube. Um, and this is an interesting one because I was around at my old man's a couple of weeks back and we were talking about, must have just been after the um, the first game against Real Madrid and uh, my uncle Chick was in the room as well and my uncle Chick was the first guy that ever took me to the, the Celtic game in 1987. I've mentioned on here before, my old fella had to work abroad um, following the miners' strike, he had to find work elsewhere and... Um, for for that kind of period, the, the kind of mid-80s period, I was dying to go to the Celtic games, but it didn't happen until 1987, by which time I think I was um, eight-year-old or something. Um, and Chick, my uncle Chick, took me to that game. So him and the old fella were in the house a few weeks back, uh, just reminiscing about some of the old games they went to. They, they went all over the place. Um, and I was talking about the, the Real Madrid game. Uh, for some reason, probably work-related, uh, they didn't go to the Bernabeu, but they were at the, the home leg. Um, the Urban Culture is asking anybody go to the last trip to Madrid, my one and only European adventure, excluding Irish ties. Um, I, I, who was I speaking to recently? I was actually speaking to Frank McGarvey recently about that because Frank was um, a Celtic player by that stage, but he wasn't in the team um, against Real Madrid. Uh, and he was in here with, with Tommy Sheridan, 
and the two of them were in uh, recording a, an episode of their own show, which is on Tommy's channel on YouTube. And uh, we were talking about the Burnabout because he, he asked the question, uh, can you name the 11? Have a look at it. The, the starting 11 for Celtic was the same at Celtic Park as it was in the Burnabout. And of course, we famously won 2 nothing at Celtic Park. Um, uh, a game that both my old fella and my uncle Chick were at. Johnny, Johnny Doyle and George McCluskey scoring the goals. We go away from home and they beat us 3-0. Celtic are wearing this fantastic bottle green away kit, uh, which is so, so hard to find. Um, not only the replicas, but the match worn are, are um, very, very scarce, very difficult to find for the book. I did track down a couple of them, I've got to say, um, and they are going to be in the forthcoming book, which is out for pre-order if you fancy buying that big coffee table book uh, I was talking to my pal last week he asked me how much it was he told me it was a rip off cheers mate but um, it is a different type of book it's quite a, a big thick coffee table picture book so feel free to get stuck in about that there will be some jerseys in there you've never seen before um, I'm pretty sure of that and uh, the football historians the Celtic aficionados um, there's even things in there that they hadn't seen so my mind wanders when I talk about football jerseys it's a burnabout it's 3 nothing. And um, the players that I've spoken about. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Uh, spoken to, rather, who were part of that game, are convinced that uh, the referee had taken a bung. Can I say that? I'm not sure. Um, I don't think the the referee will be listening, but they had taken a bung and there was a few really strange decisions um, that night in the Bernabeu. Other Celtic players, to be fair to them, have said we simply weren't good enough and we were beaten by the better side. But it's one of those games, isn't it? It was a quarter-final European Cup 1980 um, and we really didn't uh, do anything in Europe until Martin O'Neill came in. Um, so there was a huge uh, gulf between that particular campaign um, and Martin O'Neill coming in, we never qualified beyond Christmas uh, between 1980 and O'Neill's time, which is not good enough for a team like Celtic. And I know there was a couple of campaigns. I know there was a campaign that Davy Hayes' team were knocked out against Rapid Vienna, um, who went on to 
to uh, the final, actually, the Cup Winners' Cup, where Everton beat them. But uh, other than that, no really uh, a great time for Celtic in Europe. Who else was there? What are your memories? Uh, John Boy, 1888, comes in. Hoopy Monday all. Two massive away wins in the league over the last week. Absolutely. Maintain this uh, lead up until the break and come back and kick on to another title. We're in much better shape, aren't we? than this time last year and it's important to always uh, go back to that and always remember where we were a year ago uh, we were a team fractured uh, low in confidence when Ange came in loads of work to do in the transfer market um, you know doing it in such a way we, we quickly lost three of our star performers um, but you know the advantage of that was we were able to rebuild uh, with the cash that we had recouped for them and rebuild Ange has certainly gone ahead and done um, I think he realised that he had to get players in the door in the first transfer window and then he could uh, supplement them in the January and we look at uh, January coming up and that is the headline today 500 of you uh, tuning in by the way thank you each and every one of you tell me where you are Brendan Monaghan if you haven't heard Brendan's music, get up and checked out on YouTube, Facebook, etc. Always a big supporter of a Celtic state of mind. And you are currently in the Netherlands. Um, are you travelling to the Bernabeu, just taking a wee diversion? Or are you out there gigging? Let us know, Brendan. Um, and check him out, as I say. John Sweeney, great result yesterday. And let's keep our four-point lead and hopefully extend it by the World Cup break. I'm going to make a prediction that we are going to extend it. I really do think that because... You know, I've seen some ludicrous comments over the weekend re regarding uh, the reason Celtic are where they are is due to the uh, poor performance of another side. Nonsense, absolute nonsense. Anyone who knows their football knows that that's a nonsense. Celtic have been far and away uh, the best side by some distance this season. Uh, there's been a couple of um, performances along the way that haven't been fantastic, but uh, we have shown... Also, the depth of squad uh, that we have as well. We have shown that, uh, you know, Rangers, whose player it was that made these comments, have a long way to go before they can start competing with us. And as you were saying there, we get to January. I think the, the points gap, the deficit's going to be bigger than four. And we strengthen again. And we've already started uh, looking at and talking to players. Uh, depending on the report that you read, Yuki Kobayashi has already agreed um, a pre uh, a pre-January agreement that we're going to sign him in January. It looks as though Ange Postacoglu is going to dip into the Japanese market once again, the market that he knows so well. What I'm going to ask about Kyogo, I'm a massive fan. Uh, I think most of us are. He's 27 years of age now. You look at his uh, minutes on the park, which all the statos tend to do now rather than, a, you know, appearances. Um how many minutes has he played, right? So you obviously divide that by his goals and assists and he scores or creates a goal every 101 minutes. Let's compare that to last season. Uh, last season, he did likewise every 86 and a half minutes. So there is no doubt that he's more prolific last season than this. He's gone through a wee spell, I think, um, a wee drought. Um, and I read, as I was saying earlier, I'll come back to my points even when I get... Uh, diverted um, I was reading on the Facebook people saying that you cannot possibly compare Kyogo to Larson I, I wasn't actually comparing the two, uh, what we said over the weekend is that there had been comments when he was on top form there were comments coming in saying that they hadn't, Celtic fans hadn't seen such a naturally gifted player since Larson, so what you're not doing there is saying he's as good as Larson you're simply saying we haven't seen someone as talented 
since Henrik Larsson's time, which in itself is a massive, massive kind of statement. But that was that's what was getting said on Axon and in the comments section. Um, I followed that up by saying that perhaps we haven't seen as good a two-footed player since Lubo Moravchik. And the very fact that we're talking in the same sentence um, you know, as and we're including Kilgo in the same breath as Lubo and, and Henrik speaks volumes. But my point was, um, I think that we're too quick at times, myself included, we're too quick um, to criticise some of our players. And we really need to just look on their previous performances to realise that they're maybe just going through a temporary uh, bad patch in a Celtic jersey. And Kyogo was getting a bit of stick, wasn't he? Um, before the game, big conversation on, big discussion point was whether or not he should have started. And I've I seen a lot of comments saying, Yakamakis needs to start these games, he's more physical, it's better suited to him. I don't think that, that uh, came to fruition at the weekend because Kyogo played particularly well. I thought his um, work off the ball, as always, was fantastic. His defensive work was fantastic. He scores a goal, and it's a harder chance for him to score, albeit against lesser opposition, than the one he missed on Tuesday night. Um, My question for you guys and girls is, can he step up to the Champions League level? Because I think if there's a, a group, a small group of players that haven't really performed at that level this season, I would probably include Kyoga in it. And I would also say Abada is probably one of those players. And people might think I'm being harsh. He's only 21. I get that. But O'Reilly's only 21. And O'Reilly has had less games for Celtic. But he has stepped up to the standard and to the level of Champions League football. So my question for you is, can Kyogo do the same? Uh, what better time to do that than against Real Madrid? And because... Uh, the Axom troops are all away to Madrid, most of them. Um, that's why I'm on here on my own. But you know what? Every now and again, it is quite enjoyable to get stuck into these comments. Uh, we have Paul McLaughlin. Is that uh, Paul McLaughlin? Three wins before the break set us up nicely. Absolutely. Yeah. And Facebook user, apologies, I can't see your name. Happy Mondays, Paul. Yeah, we do love a bit of the Happy Mondays in more ways than one. And it will be fantastic for me to share a stage with Sean Ryder later on this month. If you're in Glasgow or the um, surrounding areas and you fancy hearing Sean Ryder's pills and thrills and belly aches stories, um, come along. It's on the 18th of November, a Friday night. It's almost sold out. There are some tickets available. And it's in a brilliant venue called Barra's Art and Design, just behind the famous Barrowland Ballroom. Cracking venue. Um, and it's an audience with Sean Ryder. So it's bizarre that, isn't it, that I'm going to be sharing a stage with a man um, who probably the Mondays are in my top five bands of all time. And I'm going to be sharing a stage with Sean Ryder. Crazy, crazy stuff. But you know what? I'm really looking forward to it. And if you want to buy a ticket, the links are on the pinned tweet, I think, on my own Twitter page, as well as the State of Mind page. Um, So, yeah, get involved in that. Come along, say hello. Joe Allen, always happy to see more defenders coming in. Another from Japanese market as well. Could be another massive steal. Well, I've been speaking about the success of the signings that we have made from the Japanese game. And I love the fact that uh, we have um, someone based in Japan, Liam, who regularly contributes to Celtic State of Mind. Liam um, is a permanent member of Celtic Down Under 
the Australian uh, Celtic podcast and we do have contributions from Liam on a regular basis. He gives us the, the kind of um, take or, and the gist on various players. So I'm looking forward to him telling us all about um, our apparent new recruit. There is no doubt in my mind we need a centre-half. That that much is sure. And I think we also need another striker because uh, we're only one injury or a wee bit of poor form away from maybe having an issue. The next subject, I'll come back to Kugo once the comments start flowing in. The next subject is Greg Taylor. He scores a goal. A fantastic goal it was as well. Uh, he gets a, an assist as well which was a brilliant bit of football to um, set up Kyogo. Joseph Kelly comes in. I hope Greg Taylor has a similar season to Ralston did last season. And you know this, um, I almost uh, made the title of this particular broadcast, Is Greg Taylor the most improved player under Ange Postacoglu? And I'll tell you what, there's a few contenders for that. So who we got? Well, we've got the aforementioned Tony Ralston. We've gone on about Tony Ralston time and time again, and rightly so on this particular show. Tony Ralston was written off by just about everybody. I remember a game he played against Livingston when we were down to the bare bones. I think there were 13 players not allowed to play due to our trip to Dubai. Remember those dark old days? Tony Ralston came in and I stated on the post-match that he was the best player on the park and I was slated for it. Slated for even having the audacity to suggest that he had a good game. That's where Tony Ralston was. Um, and to be able to have the strength of character to come through that um, and to be a part of the squad where we go to Livingston, Ralston starts, Juranovic is on the bench, nobody bats an eyelid about it. That wasn't the big talking point before the game. The big talking points on Axom, certainly before the game, were... Uh, Kyogo in for Yakamakis and Moy playing. People were concerned that Moy was playing. We thought back to the game against St Mirren where he wasn't great um, and that was a concern. Nobody bats an eyelid now about Ralston being in the squad. Can Greg Taylor have a similar season? A wee bit different in terms of uh, the players' situation, I guess. Ralston came through... Um, I'm not going to say at the same time, but he was 17-year-old. Kieran Tierney came through as a 17-year-old. One played right back, one played left back. Um, Tierney went on to uh, unbelievable things, and I think there's still a lot more for him to do in his career. And Ralston was almost a forgotten man. You know, you look at uh, the fact that that Livingston game was his first game of football for Celtic in 18 months. You know, and, and it's unlikely at that point, 18 months at a football club, not kicking a ball, you must think it's unlikely you're ever going to do it again. But that boy must have shown some amount of mental fortitude to come through that, that challenge and do what he's done. Greg Taylor came to Celtic as a very, very highly rated Scottish player. Um, and I mentioned this again at the weekend, uh, best remembered in his days at Kilmarnock for uh, sending... Joey Barton flying in a Simon, Simunovic kind of style. Remember Simunovic did it to Kenny Miller. Well, he did it to Joey Barton, didn't he, uh, Greg Taylor? We signed him for, I think, maybe a couple of million. Uh, it was an undisclosed fee. He's come in. He's not played a lot of football. Um, under Neil Lennon, didn't play a lot of games. And I think that his turnaround under Ange has been absolutely phenomenal. He deserves all the success he's getting. He's proved a lot of players, uh, sorry, a lot of fans wrong. He's probably proved Neil Lennon wrong. Um, and Kevin McCluskey was right to point out that I think at the beginning of this season, or maybe last season, uh, I still regarded Juranovic as our best left back. Um, 
but I don't know. I did at the time. I certainly don't know. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, Joan Douglas. Here we go. I thought Livy would try and Julian Yentz, but he stood up to it well. Uh, well, we'll come back to Greg Taylor. I want to hear your thoughts. Is he the most improved player under Ange Postacoglu? Let me know your thoughts on that. Um, another one I would throw into the mix, a wee bit different scenario, is Joe Hart. Joe Hart's career seemed to be um, hitting the skids a wee bit. And uh, obviously, since he's come into Celtic, he has performed extremely well and he's performed um, on the Champions League stage again maybe a player who thought that those kind of days were behind him so he's he's definitely in there with a shout as well um, who is Celtic's most improved player under Ange is it Greg Taylor is it Tony Ralston is it Joe Hart let me know your thoughts um, this brings up Joan Douglas it brings up the um, the next part of the next discussion discussion point rather CCV and Jens I felt that uh, at the weekend there was a couple of battles wasn't there I thought Jens came through the game without an issue there was no Julien-esque uh, concerns you know Julien um, didn't like it would appear either the pitch or Lyndon Dykes or a combination of both and he didn't perform well uh, and it made, led us to believe that he couldn't play on plastic pitches actually uh, we knew that Simunovic couldn't couldn't play on a plastic pitch. But I thought Jens was really sound. I liked the way that both he and Cameron Carter-Vickers continued to miss out the midfield and go straight to Haksabanovic. Um, I'm not sure Haksabanovic had his best game. He had plenty of the ball. I'm going to ask you in a wee minute or two what he needs to do to improve uh, in his performances for Celtic. But Jens came through that really, really well. Even though we are signing, it would appear, a new centre-half, I would still be going to make Jens' deal permanent at the end of this campaign I think he's done enough he's shown us enough uh, in terms of his relationship with Carter Vickers to suggest that uh, our squad would be so much stronger with Jens and a new arrival is that new arrival going to be Kobayashi it looks very very likely what did you make of Carter Vickers' battle with Nubli I mean he's come up against much more talented players this season both domestically and in Europe hasn't he uh, Carter Vickers but Nubli you know, he went toe to toe with them. Fair play to the big, the big guy. Um, Carter Vickers got a booking for his uh, troubles, but he came through unscathed, I think. But you know, it was a challenge. It was a head to head, good old fashioned battle. Um, and by the way, Kevin Graham must be feeling sorry for me, or maybe he's bored of me talking on my own because he's joining me on the stream like the good old days. What took you? It's Thirty-seven minutes in. Oh, lunchtime, mate. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. The fact that you've came in is much appreciated. You've came in like a James McCarthy esque last 20 minutes. Superb. Love it. Kevin, tell us what on earth Gucci. you've been up to over the weekend. What have you been um, up to over the weekend? You've been gracing the stage again. Yes, I was on. I was. Had a gig, a hometown gig in Stirling last night at the Corn Exchange where I was supporting the legendary. Um. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. 
trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Oasis tribute band Stop the Clocks who are dedicated listeners to Axon. So I'm sure Suey's probably watching this. Shout this out night. to Suey. He's been on the yes. show. He's been he on the has show. been on the show. He was asking for you last night, um, mate. So I, um, big thanks to them uh, for putting me on. It was an interesting night. I've done my usual. I annoyed some people. Some people loved me. Some people didn't like me. <laughs> uh, this woman walked up when she was going out for a cigarette and gave me a, gave me a, a one finger right in my face. Really, which was quite nice. Had uh, had you uh, previous with this female because this was a hometown show. Was she no, previously no, no. at your school, or had you upset no. her during your wild days, Kev? No, no, she was far, far older than me. I mean, my retort to her, I mean, my retort to her was uh, somebody's ma's not taking a divorce very well. Eh? So that was that's what I say to her. Do you so, mind? Do you mind dividing opinion, Kev? No, You're quite happy with that. No, Art's meant to divide opinion. I, like I, I, I would rather I would rather have somebody have an opinion on it than just go. Ah, that that was just. I, I can take it or leave that. Eh? So. Well, here's here's an opportunity then, right? Um, we're digressing a wee bit, but there is a point to this, and we'll come back to some of the points we've already raised. Kevin uh, performed live at two of our events recently. The first one was at uh, Edinburgh, uh, St James mm-hmm. Quarter. second one was in Dunfermline at PJ's. And just over the weekend, Kevin, I was looking through the content and the footage of you performing live. Um, due to the fact that we had an incident and on health grounds a couple of weeks ago, our videographer has actually left um, a state of mind due to uh, health reasons, which is very unfortunate, and we wish him all the very best. But what that does do, Kevin, is it opens up an opportunity um, for someone who, regardless of your experience, you could have maybe just graduated from a, a, a videography course at university, for example, or you may have been in the game for a long, long time as a freelancer and you fancy a full-time gig. We've got a Dal Keith studio, which Kevin has been at many, many times. We have all the equipment here. We've got the studio suite in terms of the programme that you use. And um, at this moment in time, we're working with some freelancers to get our content edited and filmed, Kev, because obviously we've got a lot of commitments in the diary. But we are actively looking for a new recruit to the team. Um, And that new recruit, this shouldn't put them off, will be looking at Kevin Graham's performances in these two gigs that I mentioned earlier and bringing them together for a couple of promo videos for yourself, Kev. So there you go. I've thrown it out there. I'll be putting a wee advert on LinkedIn and eventually we might put it out in the socials. If you know anybody, a son, a daughter, a pal, you, you might be listening in and you want an opportunity, full-time gig with a state of mind, which obviously encompasses a Celtic state of mind Kevin some of the stuff we've done recently we've done music videos mm-hmm. festivals interviews uh, we are going to be filming the Microdot event down at the Salford Lads Club um, at the end of November you'll be coming along to uh, film the Sean Ryder gig in November if you fancy it get in touch great opportunity Kev brilliant opportunity for somebody uh, under very difficult circumstances this opportunity has arisen and best wishes to Kelvin um, in, in the future I mean it was a horrible horrible young laddie so aye so get get involved you'll get to listen to my rubbish 
more times than usually see me live as mm. well. That's something, and you might even get the chance to film me at one point. I quite enjoyed it though, <laughs> Kev, because there was a bit of to and fro between you and the crowd. There was a bit of interaction. If someone's going to heckle Kevin Graham, ex- ex- expect a wee bit back. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, all the best to Kelvin. What I would suggest is. Uh, Everybody out there who's listening, if one person heeds a wee bit of advice from me today, I think it could make a massive difference. Learn CPR. Learn CPR. Do it. I used to do it in a previous job and I was very lucky because I knew what I was doing. But anybody out there, Kev, learn it because you never know when you're going to need it. Um, CCV and Jens, we were just talking about that. I'm going to go over some of the the points and we're going to bring in more of the comments, Kev. Um, I'm going on about them being a fantastic partnership, but I still want to see a new centre-half coming in. Is Kobayashi your man? Well, I says that we needed a left-footed centre-half at the end of last season. That's what what I thought should have been a number one priority. So either the left-footed centre-half wasn't available that they wanted or um, you, you're a <laughs> Was it Mags? No, no, definitely no Mags. I think, has Mags not passed away? No, 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 definitely. She wasn't a feather out what no. Um, I, 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 want, I, want, I wanted a, some may call it poetry, I just call it ranting into a microphone. Could I, could I expand on that? Yes. Um, John Cooper Clark, if if he was for the rap lock or whatever you're I'm for Bannockburn, mate. mate. Listen, uh, mate, I don't want to get territorial. I know how <laughs> difficult that can be, even in the villages where I'm from. Um, yeah, a, a Bannockburn version. There you go. That's what I would say. Put that on your next poster. Well, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to put on my tour poster the boy that came up to me and says, you're poetry offends people. And, I, and, I, and the, boy actually meant, the boy actually meant it as a compliment. And I took it as a compliment, even if he wasn't meaning it as a compliment. I took it as a compliment anyway. Get it on, <laughs> the, get it on your T-shirt, honestly. Um, absolutely. Aye, so... Uh, aye, so the left-footed centre-back, I've always said that we, uh, that we needed one. Um, it's probably the only time that Ange Poster Coglu would ever agree with me. Uh, so... Bring in, but I like the partnership. I like CCV and Jens, but I think um, it just proves that you could probably play me alongside CCV, and I could probably look a half decent centre half. The big man's uh, immense. He handled, I mean, Andy Walker's love child for those who listened to the Sky commentary list. I thought Andy Walker wanted to have the big fella up front for Livingston's babies yesterday. I mean, the big fella done nothing but foul and charge about like a like a IKEA wardrobe fund on a site up flight of stairs, eh? But Andy Walker thought he was a reincarnation of Pele. Are you talking to Nubli? Yes, I Nubli. I couldn't remember his name. Liam eh? Liam Collow makes a point. He would who probably. Was big, who was if, the big fella that played for Hearts? It wasn't him, was it? No. No, no. Big. I can't remember his name, but I mean. I take it every every summer Livingston scouting reporters go and get me the biggest centre forward we can find who can maybe run about a bit. I thought our centre halves handled them uh, uh, easily yesterday. Love it. I mean, that's probably a, a game at Livingston that we were maybe all worried about, and it was really really uninteresting. It was really boring. It was comfortable. Yeah, and and, 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 I, and I was really quite glad of that. Mm-hmm. I, I was no. glad that there was nothing there. Like, there was nothing there at all. 
it's a kind of game. If I, if I didn't have any emotional attachment to it, I probably would have switched off as soon as the setting goal went in. That, that's like the type of... And I'm quite glad that we got that because I hated the, the whole... I mean, Pete, the guy Crocker, he keeps on going on about I didn't like listening to this guy commenting. I'm usually on a dodgy link somewhere, eh? and I've got an American uh, I've got an American commentary, but I was up watching it with my dad, and he pays for Sky. And uh, and the big guy was going on, uh, Peter, uh, Crocker was, Ian Crocker was going on about Celtic have only, like, won here, bet Livingston five times since they came back into, like, the league, the, the league and stuff like that. Eh? And I'm going, stop going on about it. I mean, they're a team of mutated jelly babies, man. It should be booted out the league. And I'm quite glad we had a comfortable victory against them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite liking the list of big guys who have played for Hearts. <laughs> Names coming in the comments. Chris Nades came in. Mark DeFries, he was actually a player. I like DeFries. He, he, he was, was at Wolves, like, wasn't he? Did he, he go was a bit of a player. Yeah. But the big guy, Pigeon M, comes in with Incapuzu. Uh, uh, was a big guy that caused Brendan Rogers Celtic a bit of problem. I think mm. they signed him for a tar squad when the N6 or something like that, that big fella. <laughs> Pete McGee, we spoke earlier, Kev, um, before you, you jumped in, and it's great that you're here with us. Pete McGee reckons that Taylor, who didn't fancy it first, is now a candidate for Player of the Year if he keeps on playing this way. I shared uh, a comment on social media with a group earlier on uh, during the weekend, actually, it was, Kev, because there's this tendency to say, right, this player is now playing well, right, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, as a Celtic fan, just enjoy it. That's what I would say. But some people out there on the social media are like, well, I'm going to have a dig at somebody because they once said that that player was no good. And they just basically said, Axom have been digging up uh, Greg Taylor for for months and say you know every time you went on there was somebody saying and that didn't sit right with me because I I would say there was a couple on this show who might have thought that he wasn't up to scratch and in particular up to scratch in the Champions League but there are others like yourself Brian Degnan and Kevin McCluskey uh, Colin Watt and Amy Canavan Lawrence Connolly who have constantly um, credited Taylor constantly spoken positively of Taylor. You even said he was a future captain, Kev. I did. I did. So, I mean, the narrative, it's, we've got to watch that. I I tend to ignore a lot of the stuff that's abusive and all that, but if somebody comes away with something that's just not true, you've got to respond to it. And that's the reason I did respond to it, because that's not the case. Um, Taylor, I don't think was fancied by everybody, but there was plenty in the Axon team who praised him, and you were fulsome in your praise, Kev. The, the one thing I do with Celtic players, I judge them what they do in a Celtic jersey. And I always felt sorry for And I've, this has been disagreed with in the comments quite a few times when I actually say this. But I've, Greg Taylor's problem that he was falling on falling on from a generational talent. Mm. He, was, he was falling on from one of us, and as in K, uh, KT. Yeah. So when, when he came in, everybody was seeing him as an automatic downgrade. I'm not saying he's at KT's level, but he's been absolutely fantastic for us this season. Then you also need to add in the the, the horrendous 10 season uh, as well, where nobody played well, and everybody just thought he was. He, he, everybody just thought that he was only getting a game because. Um, we didn't have another left back, so 
Liam Scales is up at Aberdeen, uh, Alexander Bernabe, who my father-in-law got a picture taken with uh, Robbie Williams last week. Robbie Williams? Yes, he played the Is he still a thing, did he? Aye. Aye, It's interesting, Kev, when you're not looking for things, right, that they can pass you by. I mean, that's a a big gig. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even know Robbie was still singing. My father-in-law got a picture took me Alexander Bernabe at the at the hydro last week on the on the way out. Argentinian man, no taste in music. Somebody will need to sort that out. He needs to, Talking he needs to, of which, he, he needs sorry. to go for he needs to go for a wee car journey with uh, Matt O'Reilly and get some ACDC oh, or something like that. Uh, no Aerosmith though. No Aerosmith. Oh, come on. AC/DC. Talking talking the Argentinians and music and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, it would have been Maradona's. Was it his sixty second birthday? Sixty second over the weekend, and there was a great picture popping up with him with Liam and Noel Gallagher. A fantastic mm-hmm. behind-the-scenes backstage photo where I'm sure they were drinking more than the diluting juice that I'm drinking. However, it made me uh, it made me actually recall that Noel Gallagher uh, was releasing a new single today. You heard it? Uh, I've, I know it's called Pretty Boy, but I haven't heard it yet. Nah. And Johnny give, Mars on it. Give it a spin. I will do. We left back. We Taylor uh, uh, Bernabe's come in, and I, I would I would probably make a wild guess, not knowing the the the, the makeup of the Celtic coaching staff or dressing room. That Greg Taylor is a very very popular person in the Celtic dressing room, and Greg Taylor is probably one of Ange Postacoglu's favourite players. Because he low, knows low what he's got, low maintenance, and he knows what he's going to get from, and he's probably took on board everything Poster Coglu's actually told him. Mm, I think you're right. I'm going to run through every point of discussion, Kev. We've only got about eight and a half minutes to go through them, but fill your boots. I, I want to cover them all because I did uh, run through the discussion points at the top of the show, and there might be some points coming in that I want to share with us. Before I do that, though, David Quinn. Come on, man. And just special. Enjoy his style while he's here. The English will be keeping an eye on him. By the way, I think they probably already are, let's be honest. Um, mm-hmm. They will already be keeping an eye on him. We've covered Greg Taylor. We've covered CCV and Jens, the partnership. Kyogo, Kev, my question to you uh, was that I feel he's been a wee bit disappointing in Europe. Can he step up to the Champions League level? And I don't just mean this week. I mean, as a Celtic player, can he make that step up? I think he and Abada at the moment have flattered to deceive. I don't think their performances have been great. But I, I'm, I, I do believe that they can step up. What's your thoughts? We need them to step up because we're not going to sign a Mudrick and we're not going to produce a Mudrick as for like for discussions that we've had time and time again. That if if we had a Mudrick, I, I said last week and I'll stand by this, if we had a fifty million pound striker, we're sitting in the Europa League. Or possibly even challenging for settings. The only reason that we're out of Europe at this precise moment in time is the two games we come up against Shakhtar, we missed chances and they had Mudrick. If we, if we had a Mudrick to produce, he would go to Man City or Liverpool at 16 as soon as he could sign a professional contract. That's that, that's the way of it. So we've got to hope that guys like Yakamakis and uh, Kyogo can step up to the mark, can actually like learn from uh, learn from this season. They, 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 I think that he can like step up. I did say last week, I think that we'll be the biggest team that both our strikers ever play for. 
maybe that says a level. He has scored goals in the Europa League. He scored goals in the Europa League last season. So, but I, I do, I do hope to God that he gets another chance to actually prove me wrong next season. A badder, Robert Highline says that he freezes in Europe. The guy's twenty, uh, like so, so, so like he froze. It was interesting to hear Mark o- Matt O'Reilly talk about the players being anxious as yeah. well, and they need mm-hmm. to get over that. So the guy, so the guys know what they need to sort out. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kyogo had no right to score that yesterday. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Had no right to score that yesterday. That, that, that is a peach of a goal. A, a real peach of the goal. I hope it can step, I hope it can step up. I really do hope it can step up because it will be good for... It would be great for Celtic, basically, and be good for the, the Japanese market. Mm. And folk are talking about Postacoglu. Really, really, folk are talking about Postacoglu. I wouldn't be surprised if another manager appears in the British Isles from that neck of the woods very, very soon. Japan, Australia, or somewhere like that. I think, I think Postacoglu's opened the door. Yeah, I'd agree with you, Kev. And, and football's like that. I mean, and all walks of life are like that. You wait until somebody at the forefront makes a, a change or a decision and it works and then all of a sudden everybody follows that. Mm-hmm. That's why I guess I, I've been disappointed in many ways that Celtic have not signed a player. Um, and by the way, I know we didn't sign Nakamura from Japanese football. I'm talking about he's a Japanese footballer who had already gone to Italy. I get all that. But we hadn't tapped into the Japanese market, Kev, between Nakamura leaving 2009 and Kyogo joining in 2021. There must have been talented players throughout that entire time that we've missed out on. And you ask the question, Liam Carrigan speaks about it, why on earth didn't we scout in that region? Why on earth didn't we recruit from that region? And I think it comes down to laziness in many, many ways. Um, we've then brought somebody like Anjan, who's got that incredible knowledge of that, that, that game from that part of the world. And, you know... Eddie Gucci, yeah, question marks over him, but everybody else that's come in so far has been absolutely revolutionary. Um, look, look at this jungle line. Is Taylor's is Taylor Celtic's Dennis Irwin? I'm bringing that up because Dennis Irwin, for me, was one of those players from the 90s when I used to love English football, Kev. He just always gave you a seven, Dennis Irwin. He was superb. Um, did you know he played for Wraith Rovers for one game? Did he? Yes, he did. He played for Wraith Rovers in the Ronnie Coyle testimonial game. Remember? Starts Park? Aye. Ronnie Coyle, yeah. XL went to Wraith Rovers. In fact, I'm sure he was part of the 94 League Cup winning side when they beat us in the Coca Cola Cup final. Dennis Irwin was a guest for Wraith Rovers in that game. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, I, 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 think, I think guys like, when you look back at that Man United side, you had Dennis Irwin, then you then like him or like him or absolutely love him. You've got Gary Neville. <laughs> Gary Neville was the, probably the first name on Alex Ferguson's team sheet for a uh, number of seasons. I like because, Gary as, But as a player as well, eh? Uh, I, I, I just like, as you say, low maintenance. Uh-huh. Absolutely low maintenance. 
And it wouldn't surprise, as I say, it wouldn't surprise me if Ange Postacoglu holds up Greg Taylor as a sort of poster boy of the player, the type of player that he likes to deal with. Absolutely. Now, I say I like Gary Neville because um, I've been watching his overlap on YouTube. I would recommend it. He, he talks to a lot of interesting players. Um, but one of them that comes to mind, and it's in relation to a player I want to mention to you, uh, Paul Scholes does it. I think the interview is about 40 minutes long. Basically, Gary Neville and Paul Scholes walk around a, a, a park in Oldham, Kev, and they're getting followed a bit with a film crew. And uh, I didn't realise, maybe because my knowledge of English football is not what it was, I didn't realise that Scholes, um, there's a few wee points in his career where he was drinking too much, his diet was rotten and all that. I just thought he was one of those mm-hmm. absolute ultimate professionals. I had that in my mind. Playing under Alex Ferguson, you wouldn't get away with it. So to watch it, because he does talk about that professionalism and the fact that probably um, he, more than anybody else in the squad, should have been more of a professional because he wasn't built for football. So he mm-hmm. would look at players like Gary Neville, Phil Neville, Nicky Butt, um, David Beckham, and, and he, he knew that all these guys were built for the you know um, the top level of football, they were athletes. Whereas Paul Scholes was a wee fat guy. His words. Um, yet his diet was really really bad. He drank too much. He was drinking before games and everything. Right, it all comes out in this interview. It's really good. But it takes me to the point I brought up at the top of the show. Lee Griffiths is given a big interview to the BBC, uh, Kev, and I see the picture there. Jonathan Sutherland's obviously interviewing him. Uh, it can't be called the Last Chance Saloon because that was a while back. Aye. And I'm just wondering, you know, yeah, he's training with Livy. People might say, why are you talking about him? He's an ex-Celtic player. He's training with Livy. Um, wh- wh- what's he going to do? Where's he going to go? What's his level now? I mean, if you've been out the top kind of level for that long, Kev, it's very difficult to get back in. It's very difficult to get fit. You know, if you think about... I remember two players, uh, Michael Owen and Owen Hargreaves, they were both without a club for a period of time. And both of them did something a wee bit different. Owen Hargreaves started recording like a YouTube uh, video of his mm-hmm. training programme to prove to people that he was fit. And Michael Owen actually created a CV, believe it or not, and sent it out to clubs and got a move. Bizarre. Uh, what What's Griffiths done? No much. He went boxing training for a bit. He went for a jolly in Australia and played two games of football. And now he wants signed up. What does the future hold in your view? Michael Owen's CV was about to be born there, eh? black and white, done in a nice like Comic Sans. No, no, no. He wouldn't use Comic Sans. Michael Owen would never use Comic Sans. Uh, what does Lee Griffiths need to do? And what's his level? Well, obviously, his level's no Dundee, and his level's no Falkirk because he, he, he's both. He, he failed at both of those clubs. Mm. I don't know what that Australian thing was. Uh, that's that's what Michael Owen would use, definitely. <laughs> and definitely. Size 12 font as well. Nice mm-hmm. and... Um, so what is Lee Griffiths' level? There doesn't seem to be a club in Scotland willing to take a chance on him. Uh, I thought Livingston might have took a chance on, uh, on him because he was he's training there, but obviously he must be so far, like away from match fitness and sharpness that they're not even willing to take a chance on them as well, eh? Mm. It's very, very difficult. He just seems he has he seems like he's got his issue issues and he needs to get over them. I mean he's thirty one, but 
his, his level is now the lower leagues in Scotland, and that's maybe even part time. It's sad. Uh, it's, it's sad. Um, but, but it comes down to that professionalism. That, that's the reason I brought up the Paul Scholes thing. We're talking about Gary Neville. Paul Scholes talked about a professionalism. Um, is it too late once you get to a certain stage? I don't think it's ever too late to to be prime condition. I think you know diet and a training regime can, can turn you around, Kev. Um, I wasn't talking about old guys like us, um, but I'm looking at Griffiths and I'm thinking, you know. You've got to go elsewhere. Uh, you've got to go elsewhere. Jason Cummins, different scenario, but sometimes you just need to get out of the Scottish football bubble, go somewhere else, uh, and enjoy the last three or four years of your football. Um, and I think that's what he needs to do. I need to make a, a couple more points, Kev, before you go, and I know that you're a busy Fine. man. Um, Black History Month uh, is coming to a close, in actual fact. If, if you've not been following Celtic Curio, then have a look at his artwork on his Twitter page. There's a brilliant video that Sky Sports have done with Cameron Carter Vickers. Have you had a chance to watch it? I haven't, uh, but my dad told me about it yesterday. Um, and uh, I went like to him, I said, surely they had Gil Hearn in it. And he went, no, my dad must have started it. He says, right. no, it started with Paul Elliott. And I'm going, surely Sky wouldn't have made the mistake of missing likes. No, he says it started with Paul Wilson. My dad went to school with Paul Wilson. Oh, and he says, so he says it started with Paul Wilson. I went, did they miss? Go here and there. It's good. I don't know if you've maybe seen some of the comments on Sky uh, about Sky Sports. Eh? The reason that a lot of their uh, down south viewers are cancelling it is because they keep on focusing on social issues. I'm, I want to watch Sky Sports News to see who's going to be playing for Chelsea at left back. I didn't want to be tell, tell about Black Lives Matters. And you see hundreds and hundreds of that on, on Twitter. It, and it's, it quite, it's, 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 quite, it's quite weird. But well done, Sky. Well done, Cameron Carter Vickers as well. It seems like came across very, very well in it, yeah. Ah, it has. Like you say, right, I mean, it's soundtracked by uh, Gil Scott Heron, which is just mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Uh You'll know that obviously uh, he played. He played alongside his dad. Sorry, played alongside Neely Mocken, Kev. Yes, back in the fifties, and he also spent some time at Third Lanark. Played at the old Cathkin Park at Third Lanark. There's a few pictures of him there, um, as well. He was a prolific goal scorer for a Detroit uh, side called the Detroit Wolverines. There's a fantastic picture I'm playing for them as well, um, but yeah, check out the check out the ads, check out the wee video. It was fantastic. They rightly referenced the likes of Paul Elliott, uh, Paul Wilson, Henrik Larsson, Bobo Baldy, and others. Um, Paul Wilson suffered absolutely terrible racial abuse throughout his career at Celtic. He was 12 mm -hmm. years at Celtic, one of the Quality Street yeah. kids, and uh, Paul actually came to my book launch back in 2013. Kev came along to Celtic Park. Um, he was brand new. His daughter then came to a game with us up at the up at the park as well, Kerry. So uh, Paul obviously sadly passed away, but yeah, it was fantastic and a timely reminder of our own history uh, as well. John Barnes was in that video as well, Kev. Uh, big Barnsy, you remember the we set to him and Brilliant. I had on a Axom previous previously. Um, one Not last thing, yeah, Kevin Graham is appearing on stages all around the place and um, he's been on. Uh, the Celtic website, you've been on the Celtic socials, you've done that uh, collaboration with the club for the 6-2 mm -hmm. game fantastic um, and Axon does love its music so we will take this opportunity to mention the fact that we have recorded a single 
This is bizarre, Kev, isn't it? But we it have recorded we've recorded a single. Kevin and I are not on it. Uh, we are firmly behind the scenes. Um, but the wakes have re-recorded a song that was originally written by uh, Gary John Kane of The Proclaimers and JJ Gilmore of The Silencers. We've re-recorded it. It's sounding pretty epic, Kev. I think you've heard it. You're going to agree. I don't know. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I've heard the mix that he's done last week. Um, and it's the difference between the rough mix that I heard and this mix is utterly fantastic. And I'm not just saying this because, I mean, I'm, I'm only a little bit involved in Axom and that, but I think it will be be sung up and, up and down pubs and clubs in Glasgow. It will, it will go into the Glasgow folk scene. Oh, I'd love I that. Think, I think it will, because it's got a great chorus. An were absolutely you... fantastic catchy chorus. Were you with me that day, Kev? We were in Malone's and Danny Kelly sang Kevin uh, Miles' Kevin song. Kevin Miles' song, aye. And, and we spoke about the fact that it had actually entered the Celtic songbook, which mm-hmm. is a hard thing for any song, particularly modern songs, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Danny sang it. It was tremendous. Um, if that ever happens, it'll be a very proud day for everybody at Axon. We're doing it to raise money for charity. Um, we gave our latest donation just last week, Kev. Took us up to 83 grand raised for charities. And hopefully this song will uh, push us towards 100 grand for various charities over the Christmas period. So we'll keep you updated with that. Um where, 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 what's this? Axom Feed the Govan Stadium Tour to come. Um, listen, stadium tours could happen. You never know. We're, we're what we can say about this charity single, there's no Bob Geldof. There's definitely no Bob Geldof. No, no, there isn't. And, uh, and, and Phil Collins doesn't play the drums. He's not playing the drums. Right. You know, we did have a, th- a kind of thought process, Kev, right? It would be pretty cool to have all the... The, the Celtic heads on a on a single that would be tremendous, right? But see, logistically, you you mentioned a couple of guys there. You've you mentioned uh, like I, it was a massive thing for kids in the eighties, right? Live Aid, Band Aid, um, and to get all these people in the same room must have been pretty pretty difficult because just for us to do what we've done on a much much smaller scale has been hard. It's been really logistically very difficult to do it. So to get dozens and dozens of people on a song to sing must have been massive. Um, there might be a few surprises though. Also also as well, Paul, I mean, you have, you have to go through quite a lot of like layers to get to these guys. You can ask these guys and late and women like directly and they go, I will do it. Then you need to go through publicists, you need to go through agents, and it's very, very difficult. And unfortunately, in this country, sometimes a Celtic connection is seen as a bad thing. Mm. So a, a, a lot of agents and publicists won't actually touch anything that we're doing with a barge pole because it's a Celtic state of mind, which is very, very sad in this country in this day and age. No, you're right. And you sometimes speak directly to artists and they'd be up for it. Aye. But the minute it goes through the layers you're talking about, no, no, you, you know, they're not interested. But we are going to do it regardless. And uh, it's going to be part of our charitable fundraiser at the end of this year. Kevin Graham jumped on for the last half hour of the show. I must thank you very much for that, Kev. It was no great problem. fun uh, chewing the fat with the commenters, but even more so when the old school get back together. Got the, got the band back together on a Monday afternoon there, Kev. Nice one. Definitely. Definitely. Um, 
Remember what I said, ladies and gents. Somebody out there could well be our next videographer. We've got a full-time position. Um, the opportunities that you get when you come in are massive. I mean, Kev, you know, we recorded a session with Michael Head, for example. Mm -hmm. Massive. Gaz Whelan from Happy Mondays. We do a lot of live stuff um, as well. We're recording music videos. We're recording interviews. Um, at this moment in time, the Stuart Braithwaite interview is being edited, Kev. Um, Brilliant. Obviously, frontman with Mogwai. So you get loads of opportunities. Um, it's a great environment. It's a great team, small team. Um, and if you know anybody who is qualified in the art of videography and video editing, then let us know. I've not advertised this job. Thought I'd throw it out on the Axom um, bulletin first. I'm sure there will be plenty of people out there who would love the opportunity. Thank you, everybody, for your continued support. Thanks for tuning in on a Monday afternoon. And finally, thank you um, to the podcasting poet, Kevin Graham, for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Cheers. Thank you very much, lads. may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for based on cox analysis of ookla speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.